You are listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. This series is called Celebrity, where we're taking a look at who Jesus is today and how he gives us instant access to where we don't belong. Due to technical difficulties, we lost the first 10 minutes of the sermon, Great by Choice. Please enjoy the rest of the sermon. See, faith isn't a feeling. We've spiritualized faith and made it a feeling. Like, like if, if, if I just feel it hard enough, it'll happen. No, faith is actually making the unseen seen. When we have faith in God because He's given us a picture into how He sees things, that we actually go and make the unseen seen. Let's think about a wave for a second. A wave. Not like this wave. Not like that. Like ocean wave. A wave. Let's think about a wave for a second. Do you make the wave? You're like, come on, come on, wave, 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 wave. You don't make the wave. You see the wave. Then you ride the wave. Right? You don't make the wave. It's the same thing with God. We don't make the wave. We see the wave that God is making. And we ride the wave. If you walked up to somebody that was on the beach and he was holding his, his surfboard or his, his kneeboard or whatever right there. And, and uh, you walked up next to him and, he, and you go, hey, you're going to go surfing? I'm going to go surfing. Absolutely. And you go, great. You, when, when are you going to go? Oh, I don't know. I have faith that I can surf. That's, that's, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. So when are you going to go out there? Well, I don't know, but I still, I, I, I believe I can surf. I feel that I can serve. I, it's in my heart that I can serve. See all those great waves out there? I believe I can surf those waves. And then you would go, great, go do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Why would I do it? I believe I can do it. So why would I do that? What would you go? What would you do? You'd go turn around and go, Looney, right? That's what we do in church. I feel that God will do it. I feel that he will make it happen. I believe that he'll make it happen. All the while, we're watching this wave go. And people are going, Hello? There's a wave. Why you go ride it? So what does faith look like? The writer of Hebrews gives us examples, lots of examples. I'm not going to read those. I'll, I'll, I'll tell a couple of them. Noah, Noah, the vision was what? What was the vision that God gave Noah? Huh? What, what? What was the vision that God gave Noah? There's a flood coming, right? There's a judgment coming. That was the vision. That was what, was, what, what God, God saw that Moses couldn't see, or Noah couldn't see, sorry. Noah couldn't see. So what was faith? Build an ark. Build a boat in the middle of the desert. Ride the waves. Literally. How about Abraham. 
What was the vision? Twofold. I'm going to give you a land, and I'm going to make you into a people, into a family that will inhabit that land. So, by faith, Abraham left his well-established family, his rich family, his well-established life, became, became a nomad in a foreign land because God said, I'm going to give you this land. And then, by faith, Abraham and Sarah does what it takes to have a kid at 90 and 100. That's a lot of faith, right? Isaac was not born the same way that Jesus was born. So he's like, ah. okay, fine. It's still faith. Making the unseen seen. How about Joseph? When, when the entire family came down to Egypt, and they were in Egypt and not in the promised land, and, and Joseph was about ready to die, Joseph told his family, God will put us back in the promised land. Vision. So, faith, save my bones and bury me in the promised land when we get back there. Just three examples of faith. And in Hebrews 11 is the hall of faith of, of all these guys and what their vision was and what God gave them as a vision of, of God letting them see the unseen and then what they did by faith to make the unseen seen. But what about Crosspoint? What's the vision? When it started five years ago, in order to, five and a half years ago, in order to, as we say it now, stream non-fans to God, people who have a difficulty with God and difficulty with Jesus, and, 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 and either for a long time or for always. And faith is making the unseen seen. Making the unseen seen. So how do we do that? Three primary ways. One, our time. Time. That we give time in order to make the unseen seen. To, 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 to see people who are far from God come to God. Our resources our possessions, our, our money that we give in order to make the unseen seen, and our gifting. That we leverage what God has given us from on the inside to, to use our gifting to be able to make the unseen seen. See, we're at a crisis of faith right now. It's, those of you that have gone through experiencing God and Henry Blackaby's experience, we've got a crisis of belief that we have, we see people streaming to God, but we have a mountain in front of us. We have a mountain in front of us. That's space. We have a mountain in front of us, and more space means more expenses. And we have a mountain in front of us. And more space means more expenses and more risk. And 
It's a mountain that's in front of us. More staff. And it's a mountain that's in front of us. But what did Jesus say about faith and mountains? If you have just a mustard seed worth of faith, you can move mountains. Now, if you take a look at that and, and interpret faith as a feeling, that verse makes absolutely zero sense, right? You can feel this mountain out of the way. Mountain, go away. Mountain, go away. Mountain, go away. Feel it, feel it. It's in my heart, feel it. It's lunacy, right? But if you interpret faith as making the unseen seen, and we're just riding the wave of God, that makes the mountain thing go, it makes sense, right? No matter where you are at in society, whether it's a secular business, whether you're going for a sporting event, whether it's to make it big in Hollywood, you need vision and you need faith, and there's always going to be mountains in the way. This is a principle that we see everywhere. Jesus told us there's going to be mountains in the way. And if you have just a little bit of faith, a little bit of taking what you see, what I have given you to see, to make the unseen seen, the mountains can be moved. How do we move this mountain? Time. Time, right? It's going to take some time to to build out and take some time to, 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 to bust down walls. And it takes time, as, as Cheryl said earlier, to, to develop kids and disciple kids and disciple each other. Time. It's going to take resources. It's going to take money, right? And so many of you have put, put your money there. We, 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 we have money ready to do this. But we also, we also need, need, need the ongoing expenses, the ongoing budget of, of, of the tithe to, to, to keep us afloat as well. Let me translate what that looks like. On average, $25 per adult per week will cover our expenses. $30 per adult per week will let us go further into the future. Let me translate $30 per adult per week. If you are married, there's two of you. That's $60 per couple per week. Right? 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 Math majors? I'm right? Right? Times four... Weeks, let's just assume every month has four weeks, so let's just make it easy, okay? $240. Am I still right? 60 times four? $240, right? Right? Everybody with me? Which is 10% of what? $2,400, right? So if you make $2,400 a month, your tithe will not only cover our expenses, but let us go into the future. But we also have the, 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 the mountain of expanding so that we have more space for more people to stream to God. We saved about $12,000 in order to make that happen. But we'll need to continue to have that safety net of Mission 2014 being given in order to, in order to, to, to get there. 
and have that safety net of, of being able to let the, the expansion happen and then the people to, to fill that expansion. But also, I, I think that, that, that going into the future of, of going from where we are right now with a capacity of 100 to where we are in the future of a capacity of about 200, we need a student team lead who can disciple students. We've actually had one kind of fall in our lap that's interested in joining us. You know, the biggest question mark for them is not if they fit. The fact that they would be given up $400 a month to join us. What if we had a couple of people that said, okay, for a couple of months, I'll cover that. I think if I send him that email today, They'd be like, let's, let's chase this. Let's see if it, it is God's will to join you to disciple students to hear and follow Jesus. And our giftings. Our giftings. God's given us all a gift. You are gifted by God to advance His kingdom. Giftings. to use your gift and leverage your gift to further the kingdom. And so many of you already serve. In fact, that's, that's part of the problem with our space. Like if we look around, so many of us that are here are taking up seats, so many seats that we don't have a whole lot of room for people who aren't serving. It's a good problem, but we need more seats for those who aren't going to be serving so that we have somebody to serve. But I think some of you, too, are serving because that's just the place, you just do that. And you're not serving out of a sense of mission. You don't know what, how God has gifted you. And that's really something I feel like I'm gifted by God to do, is to, to come alongside people and to show them how God has gifted them and, and be able to, 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 to help them out in that arena. If you don't know how God has gifted you, let's talk. Let's talk so that we can put you in your, what I call the it factor. That place that you do the things that only you can do. And, and, and you, we see the results and the fruit out of God doing something amazing through your life. So what about for you? What's faith supposed to look like for you personally? What's that next step? I was telling people this morning, our, our leadership this morning, our team members this morning, you know, maybe you're here and you have like negative faith. You have negative faith. You're like, I don't know about Jesus, I don't know about God, and you kind of negative faith and, 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 and all that, and like, like, I don't have any faith, and I don't know about faith, and I'm glad you're here. Why we do this is just so that you can step closer to Zero faith. Something that we can do that, that, can, that can show you who God is and who Jesus is so you can step closer to, to actually having some faith. Maybe you're at zero faith. Look, I don't, 
I'm not looking to make, be, make you be hundred faith. Just one. It's that next step. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you're running. You're running and you're running and you're running and, and things are going good. There's always a next step for you as well. What's that next step? What is it? What does it look like for you to take that next step of faith? Because as the writer says a little bit later, it is impossible to please God without faith. And this is good news. Wait, hold on, hold on. Impossible to please God without faith? That's not good news. Yeah, it is. Here's why. You know what he didn't say? He didn't say, it is impossible to please God without church attendance. Right? It's impossible to please God without being good. It's impossible to please God without giving. It's impossible to please God without faith. Anybody and have faith. Right where you are. Right now. You know what he also says about faith? Is that it's through faith that we receive righteousness. He gives us right living with faith. Everything, every, everything that Jesus did right, he gives us that when we have faith. You know what else he gives us? He gives us life and he gives us vigor. Resurrection and new life. He gives us strength by faith. He gives us a good reputation by faith. See, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't either wake up or go to bed or head into the midday funk without going, what am I doing? Am I, am I really doing something that matters? Am I really getting somewhere? Is this really what God wants me to do? Is this, is this where we, really what He wants? To, it's too hard. There's too big of a mountain in the way. To come into him in prayer and relationship. He always gives me strength. He always gives me vigor. Like you think this is how I am all the time? No. I wear myself out so I can go take a nap, okay? But he always gives that. Every time. When I need it to keep going, to take that next step of faith. Because when we go into the unseen, <laughs> it's hard. Why? It's unseen.
going to places you've never seen before. It's hard. But you know what? That's where God wants us to be because if he's taking us to places that's unseen but he sees them, who do we need then? God. Jesus. See, in suburbia America, our God is being comfortable. That's our God. Especially in Bible Belt suburbia America, because then what we do is we use God to live a comfortable life. Kind of our, our own version of health and wealth. We may decry that as a theology, but then live it practically. God, I'm uncomfortable. Why are you doing this to me? Let me read you what happened to the Old Testament guys of faith. 11.35, But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection key sentence. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning rocks, not bongs. I just always feel like I have to say that here for some reason. Some were sawed in half. And others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. Chances are that being uncomfortable for Jesus does not include being sawed in two for any of us. Usually that means... He's asking us to give a little bit more of our time and resources and gifting. I can imagine these Old Testament guys of faith going, you wusses. I was sodden too, bro. Right? <laughs> we think kind of, we don't know for sure, but we, uh, the, the guys who study all this think that was I, I, Isaiah. I was sodden too. See, there's a risk to having faith. Life gets uncomfortable when we have faith. It gets uncomfortable. And we, especially we, are, 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 are prone to running back to being comfortable, right? Because we live in suburbia and we have a comfortable house and we have a comfortable family and we have a comfortable car and we have a, we have a comfortable life and a comfortable church and a comfortable God. Faith will leave us uncomfortable. But really, the idea of being comfortable is a mirage, right? Life isn't comfortable. Sickness happens. Life happens. Sin happens. Other people sinning against us happens. So we have a choice to make. Be uncomfortable without God. Or be uncomfortable with a God who's tougher than our uncomfortability. I think that works. Makes you think about it at least. Be uncomfortable without God. Or be uncomfortable with a God who's tougher than anything we go through. 
See, these guys, these gals had a hope of a better future, a certainty of a better future after the resurrection. They were willing to be sawed in two because they knew that being sawed in two meant that they were better off. They were better off. Certainty of a better future. We are willing to make ourselves uncomfortable because we know that this life is temporary. We know that this body is temporary. We're all getting older. We feel the temporariness of our bodies. We know this life is temporary. And so we are willing to go through uncomfortableness in order or because we know that this is all temporary and that when we get to the resurrection, life's going to be really, really, really good then. Guys, don't you dream of being Braveheart, right? I mean, we watched that movie, we're like, yeah! It's what living a life of faith is like. Being on top of that mountain that you didn't think was possible to be on top of. Looking down over the valley. The reward that God wants you to have. Hebrews 10.35 Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. There's a great reward coming to us by faith. Great reward. Temporarily, on this life, physical, what we see that great reward being is seeing a streaming of non-fans to Him. But ultimately, we dream of a great reward that is a heavenly homeland. Beulah land. Okay, sorry. I'll fly away. Okay. A reward for faith. Why do we have faith? We have a great Jesus. We have a great Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 says we set our eyes on this great Jesus. That's what it means to have faith, is that we set our eyes on this great Jesus no matter what is going on around us. We set our eyes on Him. And when we set our eyes on Him, as, as the writer says, we then begin to throw away everything that distracts us from faith and everything that sabotages our faith called sin, everything that sabotages our faith, and we begin to look at Him and focus in on Him and see Him, and we begin to hear the cheers of the f- people that went before us. Moses is cheering us on. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. David is, is, is cheering us on. You think you're facing a giant. I know what that feels like. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. Abraham is cheering us on. You think you're going to a land that you've never been before. I know what it's like. Keep going. You'll find a reward on the other side. Keep going. Don't give up. 
Because as the writer says at the end of chapter 11, I believe it's verse 40 or 39, he says, we are perfecting them. Those that have gone before us, our faith actually perfects them. What we do now makes Moses even better, makes David even better, makes Abraham even better and more complete. So they're cheering us on because they're saying, build on top of the house that we've already built. You make us better. Keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Keep going. There's always a Disney reference somewhere, right? Keep going. The impact of Walt Disney on our lives. A guy who saw the unseen. A guy who made the unseen happen. Walt Disney. And we keep quoting his movies after he's dead. How much more impact will we have if we just keep going to build the kingdom? Question is this. Will we be a people? Will we be a church who refuses to give up and continues to live by faith? Will we be a people who refuses to give up just because there's a mountain in the way? To be a people to make the unseen seen. What God sees, we make the unseen seen. Will we be a people, will we be a church who will do the work of faith to make the unseen seen. What does that mean for you personally? Wherever you're at in that continuum of faith. What does that mean as a church? We need you to keep praying. We're close. We needed you to pray for you. Because as we move forward, we're going to ask you to commit as well. Will you be a person who will do the work of faith to make the unseen seen, streaming people to God so that they can connect with God and connect with Jesus? Maybe you're what you're consider, you would consider yourself a non-fan. You're like, ah, all that, that's all nice and good and inspirational and woo, I feel it. But I don't know about Jesus. That's cool. Faith for you is asking the questions that you've got. Faith for you is like, come back next week. Join us for a small group or something. That's what faith looks like for you. That's the next step for you. Talk to me. Talk to Shelly who's going to be back there. We just, we just want you to help you take that next step, whatever that looks like. Are you willing to take the next step of faith to make the unseen seen? Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for this time.
move in our hearts. This is, these are just words. It's a, it's a, it's as we've talked about, it's, it's just a shadow. It's just a shadow of, 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 of the real you. But the more we have faith, the more we see the real you, and the more we want to have faith, and it's an awesome, awesome cycle. Lord, there's so much of this. I don't... I don't know what it means. I'm out on the edge of what I know what this means. Help us to know what this means. Help us to know what you see and to see what you see and what we don't see. Give us the life and the vigor and the stamina to, 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 to go after what you see. Because we need it. It's beyond me. It's beyond any one of us. It's your wave, God. Give us the mm, to ride it. Thank you, and we love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. During this time of reflection, just what's your next step? I mean, it's pretty simple. What's your next step of faith? Wrestle with God about that. Talk to God about that. Talk to us back here about that. What's your next step of faith? Go and stand with us and use these songs to take that next step. Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. You can find us on the web at cpf.me.